ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, April 14th. Your weekend is here. Let's kick it off. ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. My text line is open, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. That is where we will start with today's show. Got a lot to get into. Weekend is fast approaching. For some of you, it's already begun. So here we are to get things kicked off. We got baseball for you coming up tonight. It's the Pirates and the Cardinals. It's game two of their series. 7.50 tonight's our airtime here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Yesterday, the Pirates got the Cardinals 5 to nothing. So a good start to the road trip. Reds beat the Phillies yesterday 6-2, Game 2 tonight at Great American Ballpark. And then the Guardians are opening up a series tonight, 7-5 versus Washington. So we've got baseball to start getting into again here. Uh, football is uh, fast approaching, quicker than you think. And some good news for the Bengals today. Resign unrestricted free agent tight end Drew Sample to a one-year contract for the upcoming season. He is a fifth-year player out of University of Washington, was the Bengals' second-round draft pick in 2019. He's played in 44 regular season games for Cincinnati, including 25 starts, recording 58 catches for 458 yards and one touchdown. So some transaction news there today. And, of course, with football, that doesn't mean just the NFL. We've got Marshall football to, to get into and the – Spring game is fast approaching. It's going to be more of a weekend event. I don't know how that's going to play out. We'll see. But it's going to be two days of festivities. So the game is scheduled for the 22nd. There's going to be a Cornhole Classic, which will feature Marshall Hall of Famers and celebrity guests. Top names include Chad Pennington and Mike Bartram. You're going to pay $300 per team of four players, and the winning team will take home the prize money. So if you're up to playing some Cornhole, you think you've got what it takes, that's going to be the event for you. Uh, Westlaw's actually going to open for tailgating on Friday. They're going to try to have, I'm guessing, it's going to be a sort of a, a tailgate, Thunder Street-type atmosphere is what they're trying to build here. That's what I think they're trying to go for with the Friday stuff, sort of that pre-spring game festivity vibe going on here. And they're going to have live music. They're going to have a mechanical bull. Of course they're going to have a mechanical bull. But it's not going to be a mechanical bull. It's actually going to be a mechanical buffalo. So if you are not familiar with the mechanical bull, you had to be an urban cowboy back in the day. Look it up. I I don't know if I want to go back that deep. I don't think that's a deep cut I want to go back into. But you had to be an urban cowboy back in the day to to really ride the mechanical bull. But it's going to be a mechanical buffalo. Uh, Of course, inflatables for the kids, merch sales, autograph opportunities. So there's going to be sort of a festive atmosphere on Thursday. Saturday, tailgating begins at 10 a.m. The uh, fountain ceremony is going to begin at noon. The game itself will be 4 p.m. Tickets for the game are $5, all general admission. So get there, sit where you can. 
Parking passes for Saturday, $20. So you want to go see the herd, $5. You want to park, $20. $20 to park, 5 for the game. All general mission seating. Some of the names that are going to be there, they've got Chad Pennington, as I mentioned, Mike Bartram, uh, Doug Chapman, uh, Christian Spears. You want to cornhole with him. Uh, Chris Parker, Darius Watts, Max Yates is going to be there. How about that? Mike Barber is going to be there. Chris Crocker, Danny Derricott, Melvin Cunningham, Aaron Ferguson, Chris Massey, Gerardi Mercer, Steve Shulo. Going back into the annals of herd football history, aren't we? We got all these celebrities and Christian Spears, the athletic director. Ah, come on. He's a celebrity in his own right. We'll put him in there. If you were going to cornhole with a, with a herd player, who would you go with? Who do you want? You think Pennington being a quarterback, you would think, okay, you got to take Pennington because he's a quarterback, right? He knows angles, trajectories. He knows how just to place it right where, you know, because he, he was throwing the ball looking for wide receivers. So he, he had to place the ball right where the wide receiver could get it. So do you think you want him? Would you take him as a, um, as a cornhole participant in your team? Or would you take, I don't know, would a running back, would a running back be your choice for this is cornhole. I'm thinking the team that gets Pennington might win this thing. Only because Chad would have some skill throwing the beanbag, I would think. I'm just going with the skill set here. I think that's going to be Pennington is is going to be the get. The team with Pennington should be my it would be I don't want to handicap this, but I think the I think the team with Pennington is the team to beat. I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong here. Chris Parker might be the guy. Or maybe Chris Crocker. Maybe he's the guy. I don't know. There's not sort of a cornhole ranking on these guys, but if I'm going skill set alone, I'm taking Pennington on this thing. Which one of these guys do you think would do the best on the mechanical buffalo? Which which former Marshall football player here, which all-time great here, would be the best on the mechanical buffalo? Would it be maybe Doug Chapman? Would it be Mike Bartram? Would it be Mike Barber? Would one of these guys have that ability to tame the mechanical buffalo? I, I want to, I want a ranking on this here. If we're gonna, because after all, we can bet these things now. Betting is legal, and these are prop bets right here. So we need some odds here. Get Vegas on the phone. We need, we need Vegas odds on the mechanical buffalo. And the Cornhole Tournament. So that's what's happening for the Thundering Herd. I know you're excited for that. It's coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday. There'll be something for everyone. The game itself being the main attraction beginning at 4 o'clock at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. But the uh, Cornhole Tournament is the big deal, I think, on Friday. We'll get your text in. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-TALK. 8255. We'll go over the news of the day. We'll get your text in. We're getting your Friday kicked off right. It's the drive for Friday, April 14th on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's The Drive. It's Friday, April 14th. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's get you caught up on everything. Yesterday, we touched on it. The um, NFL's Washington Commanders are being sold. Dan Snyder has a deal in place. 
to sell to a uh, group led by Josh Harris and Mitchell Rails. That includes Magic Johnson, uh, the agreement in principle. It's going to be $6.05, $6.05 billion. So a lot of money being handed over for the Washington Commanders. And staying with the NFL, the Cleveland Browns ended their stadium naming rights partnership with First Energy Corporation after 10 years. And um, it's going to return to being called Cleveland Browns Stadium. This was a a mutual agreement. Terms, conditions not disclosed, but no longer First Energy Corps Stadium. So that led me to think Marshall is looking for ways to increase revenue, bring more money in, right? I've talked about this before, and I think it bears mentioning again. As much as I think Joan C. Edwards has done for Marshall University, and, you know, we appreciate her contributions to the university, but I think it's time to start looking at possible stadium naming deal for now Joan C. Edwards Stadium. I think it's time to start thinking about that in a way that's going to be profitable for the university. It it just has to happen. You're in an age where you're trying to compete. You're trying to keep your facilities as good as possible. You're trying to combat the name, image, and likeness deals across college football. I mean, the NCAA, it's still a wild, wild west as far as I'm concerned. There is no real true guidance going on here so if you've got deep pocketbooks you can name image and likeness yourself a team here and so marshall's got to be competitive if the kid does want to come to marshall wants to know what kind of opportunity is there for the for the taking and of course university still trying to compete in a very competitive landscape trying to find ways to bring in revenue so i think that it's time to start having a conversation naming rights for the football stadium. It just has to happen. And I think you can still do something to honor Joan C. Edwards, but I think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to look at these being deals that are not in uh, perpetuity. I think you're gonna have to look at deals that one bring in a lot of money. I don't know what the value would be to name Joan C. Edwards Stadium after your corporation or what that would really be valued at in the marketplace. But I think you got to have the ability to put naming right deals together and then to renew them. So next thing you know, you can have a deal for maybe 10 years. You could call the stadium, whatever you, whatever you call it. And then when that deal comes close to running out, you can either renew that deal or put it back on the market for a different deal. I don't think you have to lock in to one donor, one person. You're giving a lump sum here. I think it needs to be something that is going to allow Marshall to receive a stream of revenue. And I think you start with football. I think you start with football. Maybe you work your way down to basketball. Leave the dot alone. Dot special situation there. I think you leave the dot alone maybe. But I mean, we already have Hoops Family Field. Is that in perpetuity, or do you think to open that up here in another 10, 15 years? And do you do that for football? Do you do that for the yet-to-be-named baseball park? Do you do that for the Cam Henderson Center? Do you incorporate some naming rights in with the name of Cam Henderson? Would it be X Center, named Center at Cam Henderson Center Court? Cam Henderson Center Court at X Center. See where I'm going with that? There's got to be some opportunities, I would think. 
I think it's a conversation worth having. And if it's not worth doing, then okay, we've had the conversation, no harm. But I think it needs to be said that there are some opportunities out there. I would hope that there are some opportunities out there to bring in some different streams of revenue for Marshall Athletics. And one way to do that is to open that up because every time the herd's on TV, every time the herd plays a different opponent, it's at Joan C. Edwards Stadium. Now, put your business there. Put your corporation there. Put your brand there. And all of a sudden, thundering herd at X brand stadium. And I think you still can incorporate people like Joan C. Edwards. You can still incorporate people like that who have meant a lot to the university. And I think you can incorporate people like Cam Henderson Center who have meant a lot to the university. I still think there needs to be a, um, a Cam Henderson s- statue. We've talked about this before. The, the statue needs to be monumental. You have to be a monumental, high-level athlete to have the statue. Hal Greer fits the description. Cam Henderson, as one of the most important figures in Marshall University athletic history probably deserves the statue treatment. If, if you're going to take his name off the building, why, why not have something to replace that? And obviously, you can always incorporate the brand name into Cam Henderson Center. Or maybe you bring the brand in, incorporate that into Joan C. Edwards' name. You can figure out a way to do that. Or you find something else that's uh, worthy of her and it doesn't erase her at the same time. Yeah, you profit. You make some money off of this. You have to do that. And that got me thinking today. When I was looking at that and seeing the Cleveland Browns and, and their deal, you know, if you're trying to improve revenue coming into the university, improve cash flow, improve what you're able to do, well, looking for a new stream of revenue, well, here's one. Naming rights. Absolutely. University of the size of Marshall, you take that opportunity to bring some extra revenue into the athletic department. You don't pass on that at all. Now, are there some that would say, hey, no, you can't take Joan C. Edwards' name off off the stadium? Um, I would love to hear why. I want to hear that argument. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. But naming rights are something I would look into. Absolutely. You could um, you could start looking more proactive at naming rights for different parts of the university's athletic complex. I mean, you have you have the Chris Klein athletic complex, and that's there for a reason. Now, could you do something to honor Joan C. Edwards and at the same time take advantage of renaming the stadium? I think you can. And I'm not looking to erase people. That's not my goal here. My goal is to come up with creative ways to bring revenue streams into Marshall University. And you know what? It's the 21st century. That's just how it works now. You know, I never thought that Paul Brown Stadium would change names. I never thought that would happen at all. And yet here we are, no longer Paul Brown Stadium because Cincinnati Bengals wanted to bring in a new revenue stream, and here it is. So, yeah, and I wouldn't do this for something measly. I, it'd have to make sense financially. I wouldn't do this for something that was you know, nominal. Yeah. I wouldn't just go to any particular client brand. I, I wouldn't just go to anyone and say, hey, and, and by the way, we've got this package too. No, this would be something that would be you know, long-term, substantial, and of course a, a great marketing deal for both the university and the brand, the client, the property that would ultimately get that naming right. You know, So 
where do you go? Would it be, you know, we have Mountain Health Arena. So Mountain Health Arena, that's a sign, you know, once upon a time, and to me still, that's the Huntington Civic Center. But it's gone over and been changed a few times, so now it's it's Mountain Health Arena. And would you look at, okay, what corporations could occupy that naming space? What would you, what would you think would be the, the right brand for that space? And I'm talking that can put some money into this. You got to have money. So you're thinking hospital, right? Thinking Mountain Health Network, putting the money into the stadium, naming Mountain Health, Mountain Health Network Stadium. And you already got Mountain Health Network Arena. Would you would you see that, or is there some other entity that you could think of that would maybe be able to afford what you would want to ask for that? Ponder that. Three zero four three nine six talk. Three zero four three nine six eight two five five. That's our text line to be a part of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I have opened up Twitter to our previous segment's question. You think it's time for Marshall University to open up the naming rights to Jones C. Edwards Stadium for a new source of revenue? And you've got until the end of the show to vote, and that's on Twitter. You can find me at Paul Swan. And so far, it is 75% say yes, 25% say no. So it's early in the life of the poll. You tell me, should it be opened up for naming rights? Or leave it, Joan C. Edwards Stadium. It's uh, it's eighty twenty right now. As I said, uh, it's it's early, but it's a quick flash poll. You can find out the results by heading over to Twitter, and you can vote as well. Three zero four three nine six talk. Three zero four three nine six eight two five five. Going to be a busy weekend for Thundering Herd Athletics. Softball is on the road. Baseball on the road as well. Thundering Herd taking on Texas State, the Bobcats, and the Herd. That is going to start at 7 o'clock tonight. Marshall coming into the series with a record of 14 and 16 overall. 4 and 8 in Sunbelt play. Thundering Herd, get this, going to be led by, uh, hopefully, I think it's uh, I think it's Patrick Copen. Who's, uh, I think he's a, he's a starter for Friday. He's second in the conference with 55 strikeouts this season. I don't know if you knew that. So it's not all bad for the Thundering Herd. I know 4-8 and eight in Sunbelt, you don't want to see that. You want to see improvement. But I think this is a, I think this is an okay team. Wait till next year. This is one of those times where you say, hey, wait till next year. Uh, Texas State's pretty good. 21-13 overall. They're 6-6 six and six in league play. They split a pair of midweek games against 19th-ranked Texas and in the conference, conference leading 58 home runs this season. So hopefully the herd can get it done in Texas. And as I mentioned, softball facing Coastal Carolina starts today in Conway, South Carolina. You know, Coastal Carolina leads the all-time series 6-3. to three. Marshall did win the most recent matchup 9-7. to seven. Marshall, this is a pretty good team. Batting average, which leads the league right now, of 362. That's ranked second nationally behind only number one ranked Oklahoma. 
Marshall pitchers have combined for eight games with 10 or more strikeouts. Savannah Rice and Sidney Nestor lead the team with four each. And Autumn Owen has been strong. She leads the conference right now and ranks second in the country with 16 home runs. By the way, don't let Alex Coleman get on base. She leads the conference in all of Division I softball with 37 stolen bases. So this should be a fun one because Coastal's pretty good. Coastal, they've got a 6-6 six and six record, but they're pretty good. I, I think that they're a good test for the herd. They are right there. They lead the Sun Belt in home runs per game, doubles, and their second in slugging percentage, and their strikeout-to-walk ratio is second as well. And their pitching staff has a combined ERA of 231. So you know everything you need to know before the series on Tuesday, the matchup with Alabama, and it's a doubleheader, by the way, if you don't know that. It's a doubleheader. Let me remind you again, if you want to see Marshall take on Alabama, you got to get to that first game because the Herd's going to be the second game. Alabama's taking on Liberty. That's going to be the first game at Dot Hicks Field. Seating's going to be first come, first serve. It will not be clearing the stadium. You're going to be able to bring your own chairs for outfield seating. That's going to be fine. If you are used to bringing pets to the grandstand area, that's not going to be permitted for this one. Uh, parking is going to be available in the old ACF parking lot, which is right across from Dot Hicks Field, right across 3rd Avenue. It's free, so you don't have to worry about that. And additional free parking will be located in the west lot of Jones C. Edwards Stadium. No tailgating permitted in these lots. So no tailgating there. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's our text line to be a part of today's edition of the show here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. Uh, running the flash poll on Twitter at Paul Swan. Is it time for Marshall to open up the naming rights to Jones C. Edwards Stadium for a new source of revenue? And with 12 minutes to go, if you haven't voted, get to Twitter now. 75% of you say yes. That has jumped now as we speak to 76.9% of you say yes. 23.1% of you say no. So 23.1% of voters, this is not scientific, this is only a straw poll. 23.1% of you say, 23.1% of you say no, let's not do this. Let's not do this. 76% say yes. So uh, we've got some time here on that. You can find me again at Paul Swan on Twitter. Uh, Texer writes in. Uh, wants to know what my mentions will look like after that poll. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Trust me. I knew what I was doing when I put that up. I knew what I was doing. I knew I knew I would take some grief. That's fine. I get it. I'm just asking. I'm I'm just asking. It's not like I'm it's not like I'm revealing on Twitter before uh, it was announced that Kim Stevens was uh going to be the next head coach at Marshall. It's not like I did that. I think I'll be okay. I hope anyway. Twitter poll, at Paul Swan. You can vote now. Text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. My flash poll on Twitter, at Paul Swan, asks, is it time for Marshall to open up the naming rights to Jones C. Edwards Stadium for a new source of revenue? 
And with a few minutes to go, 80% of you that have responded say yes. 20% of you that have responded say no. Let's go to our text line. Texter asks, was there a contract with Edwards for naming rights, or did the university just name several things after them because of the past contributions? If no contract, of course sell it. I don't know if there was an actual contract. I do know that it was renamed in 2003 in honor of Joan C. Edwards, Joan C. Edwards because she was a very prolific donor. She gave a lot of money to the university. And there's no doubting that she meant a lot to Marshall University. So she gave a lot of money. The field was named in honor of her husband. After her husband died, she started contributing lots of money to various projects. There's the Cancer Center. That's been an important part of Marshall and the greater community. The Performing Arts Center, that was very important. So there are a lot of things that she's given a lot of money to and helped the university. So I don't think that anyone is trying to erase what she's meant to university. She, the football field of the stadium was named the James F. Edwards Field in 1991, if I remember correctly. There was a $2 million donation. In November of 2003, if I remember this right, because it was a couple years after, the stadium was named in honor of her after she donated an additional $2 million. So if I did some quick number research here just to make sure I had my numbers right. I could be off, but her family, her and her husband, they contributed about $65 million to Marshall University. So she's given a lot to the university. No question. She should be honored. She should be remembered. There should be something there. Now, is there a way to honor her and open up the stadium naming rights? Is there a way? I think there is. There has to be a creative way to to keep her name a part of Marshall Athletics in some form and open up the stadium naming rights for a new stream of revenue. You're looking for ways to increase the bottom line, right? You're, you're looking for ways to bring in new revenue to Marshall University, the athletic department. Well, here's one way. Open up the naming rights. You could have a, a yearly stream come in in addition to the other streams of revenue that come in. So I'm not trying to throw this out here as a hot button topic here. I'm not trying to get uh, I'm not trying to get into a situation where we're trying to erase Joan C. Edwards. I'm trying to figure out a way to open up the stadium to a new stream of revenue at the same time, keep the university's connection with Joan C. Edwards. And I think you should do this with the Cam Henderson Center as well. You should find a way you can honor Cam Henderson in some way and still open up the arena to possible naming from an outside corporation. Uh, Eric on Twitter says, Tudor's Biscuit World Stadium. I would be down with that. But there has to be a fully staffed Tudor's Biscuit World concession location inside. On both sides. There has to be on both sides. Fully stocked, fully staffed. No running out of hot dogs here, kids. Keep them biscuits coming. That would be huge. That would be huge if you had, um, you know, we should have that anyway, by the way. We should have a game day Tudor's Biscuit World concession stand where nothing but Tudor's biscuits are being sold. Get the By the way, if you want a breakfast burrito game day, yeah, you can get a breakfast burrito as well. You can get a Thundering Herd biscuit. You can get a, a politician. You can get anything you want off that menu. That would be the deal for me. 
still 80-20 as far as uh, those in favor of opening up the naming rights. Um, we'll have the final results here in just a moment. You can follow me on Twitter for things just like this anytime, at Paul Swan. And our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. All right, final results of the flash poll. 78.3% of you said yes. 21.7% of you said no. So right about 80% say yay. A little over 20% say no. I'm sure this is going to be an interesting topic down the line. Uh, that might be a question for a future visit with Marshall University Athletic Director Christian Spears. I think you should do it. Come up with a way, though, to honor the Joan C. Edwards name and find a way to bring in some new revenue as well. But I wouldn't do it in a way that, that erases her contributions. And I don't think she's going to be erased from what she has done for the university. You know, this isn't like renaming the Cancer Center because, well, hey, we've got a new, you know, we got a name sponsor for the Cancer Center. No, that it doesn't work that way. Or the Performing Arts Center. No, that doesn't work that way. Things like that are, are a little different. But in athletics, you're always looking for new streams of revenue. So I think you have to be adaptive. You have to understand that, okay, these things are going to change. Yeah, these things are going to change. Unless you're Ohio State and you can, you can bring in so much money, you can, have, yeah, you can have buildings named simply Ohio Stadium, and you don't have to worry about extra revenue. I think you look at things like this, and you look at ways to honor her at the same time. You look at ways to bring in new cash. That's what I'm talking about here. So you can find me on Twitter again, at Paul Swan. So text line for the next few minutes, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Baseball action coming up tonight. Reminder, the Pirates, game two of the series with the Cardinals. 8:15 first pitch. We'll have it for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. And then the uh, Reds will take on the Phillies at Great American Ballpark. I mean, there's another. See it again. There's a there's another sponsored ballpark, Great American Ballpark. That's just how these things work these days. You want to have a, a new stream of revenue, you sponsor these things. I mean, I I would like to remember fondly that the Lakers played in the Staples Center. Well, that's been changed. Still the Staples Center to me. And again, like, yeah, Mountain Health Arena is always and will be to me the Huntington Civic Center. My memories are of being in the Huntington Civic Center, but it's Mountain Health Arena now. And they're getting a good deal because I just mentioned them. So they just got a really good plug out of the fact that I'm talking about naming and that Mountain Health Arena got mentioned as an example. So could you imagine what kind of money you could ask for for naming rights to the football stadium? And you could do a you could do a long-term deal. You could have it recurring payment every year. You could do a five-year deal. You could do a 10-year deal. You could do multiple-year deals here to make sure that you are getting a lot of revenue out of this. And, of course, you know, you're entering into a, a marketing partnership as well. It wouldn't just be, okay, we put your name on it. I mean, use the example of Tudor's Biscuit World Stadium there. I, mean, I expect Tudor's Biscuits to be sold in Tudor's Biscuit World Stadium. That's what I expect. If, if Tudor's was the name sponsor of the stadium, I would expect – that kind of partnership and integration into this package. That's what I'm saying. Um, here's one from Twitter. Can sell naming rights to the field and keep the stadium name right? Well, again, you've got James F. Edwards Field. It's Joan C. Edwards Stadium. James F. Edwards St Field, yes. I need to make sure I have my letter right. 
That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it very much. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Back with you on Monday. We'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Pittsburgh Pirates Baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.